Christmas and thank you for your steadfast dedication to our Lord Jesus Christ. In this celebration of our Lord's birth, Pastor Lau and Pastor Da would like to welcome you to the following Christmas message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's teaching that will change your life with love, joy, and peace in Jesus. And now, Pastor Lau. Because we are in the Christmas season, we're going to talk about Christmas today. Amen. It's amazing that Christmas is one of the most celebrated events in the whole world. I lately have a lot of patients who want to have surgery to be done before the end of the year because of the deductible. They say, could you please do it before the end of the year, before January 1st, 2010. So I call the hospital and the hospital say, I'm sorry, 24th is closed, 25th is closed, 26th is closed, 27th is closed. Only you can do the emergency cases. And on Friday, my son Paul say, Yippee! We're going to have two weeks off, Christmas off. And I was thinking, it's interesting that during Christmas season, a lot of offices are closed down to celebrate Christmas. People fly all over the country to meet their relatives, their loved ones. And not only that, you walked into the Bellevue Mall, you walk into the mall, it's packed. And people heard the songs. And last night, I went out to have dinner in Bellevue Mall, and Pastor Doug went on shopping. I could not do shopping that much. I went home and read the sermon. But when I was walking in the Bellevue Mall, I noticed that people really, really looking for gifts and want to do something. It's a time of celebration. Christmas is so important. And the first event of Christmas was 2,000 years ago, more than 2,000 years ago. The birth of the most important person in the world. That is the Son of God. I call Jesu in Thai. You call Jesus. We believe in Jesus, and he is the guest of honor of Christmas. Amen. So we want to talk about Jesus today. And on the first Christmas, an angel appeared to a group of shepherds and make some announcement. I want to share today two things in the announcement. And on Thursday night, I will share one more thing. So three things I want to share, two things today and one on Thursday night. Let me read the scripture. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. And there were shepherds out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. At that time, there were no neons like today or lights, so the glory of the Lord showed up. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, bring you good news of great joy which will be for all the people. This is the first announcement that the angel made on the first Christmas. And I believe that if the angels show up in this room right now and we can see them, we will hear the same, the same announcement. The good news of great joy. Everyone say joy. joy. Hallelujah. Joy is the outcome of Christmas. God wants to give us joy or party. Do you know that God loves parties? And there are more parties during Christmas than any time of the world. 
Actually, when I was non-believer, we have Christmas party in Thailand every single year, and we didn't understand why we have party. We know that Christmas we have party, but now I understand from reading the scripture that it's a good news of joy. God wants us to have joy. That's why we come to church on Sunday to celebrate and laugh and have joy together. We rejoice together. It's about party. It's a birthday party of the Son of God. Unfortunately, a lot of parties in the world, a lot of celebration during Christmas in the world, don't invite the guest of honor named Jesus Christ. They don't even know that they celebrate the birth of the Son of God. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And He was ignored. He was not even mentioned about. But Christmas is all about Mary, Christ. Merry Christmas. We want to celebrate the birthday boy named Jesus Christ. God. Love, party, and celebration. Luke chapter 15, verse 10 says, Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Every time one person accepts Christ, there was a big party in heaven. The angels all celebrate and jump up and down and just have fun and laugh and eat together or something like that. I can see the party in heaven every time one person accepts Christ. And even when Jesus comes back to the world to meet the church, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 19, verse 7, Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and His wife had made herself ready. So when Jesus comes back, we're going to have a big banquet. We're going to have a party. And everyone going to laugh and have fun and have joy because the second coming of the Lord Jesus will bring joy to the world. Amen. Sometimes we forget. The meanings and the purpose of Christmas. The meaning and the purpose of Christmas is to rejoice of the gift that God gave to us. We are so busy preparing, buying gifts, buying presents, and shopping, and uh, preparing for party, cooking. We are so busy doing a lot of things, and we forget about rejoicing in the Lord our God. And I noticed that this is the most stressful time of the year. <laughs> it's amazing. People walk in the shopping mall and they look stressed. Like, <sighs> and, and a lot of people walk around with a, a big sheet of paper. <sighs> Five more gifts I have to buy. My cousin, my niece, my nephew. Everyone just looks stressful. And everyone think about next month in January, the bill of my credit card is going to be big. Everyone gets stressful with the bill of the Christmas gift. Everyone instead of having joy, look very stressful. We should not be stressful. We should be joyful during Christmas time. Why we should be joyful? Because the Bible says, I bring you good news. Everyone say good news. I like good news. That's why I don't like to watch news in the TV or read newspaper, because all bad news. I like to read good news. Good news of great joy, and it's not only for a certain people, but for everybody. I remember before I met Jesus Christ, the best good news in my life is, number one, when Pastor Da say, yes, I loved you. And not only that, she say, I will be with you for the rest of my life. And the third one in that good news is that I am for you. So that is the greatest news, the good news for me is a lady named Da, love me, is for me, 
I'm gonna live with me for the rest of my life. But 27 years ago, I faced the biggest news, the good news, is that number one, God loves me. He is with me, and He is for me. That is the good news. Amen. If you stay in somebody's house, I think you would like to have the owner of the house love you, and help you, stay with you, and also for you, not against you. So the good news that we can rejoice because of these three things: number one, God loves us. God loves us. Number two, God is with us. And three, God is for us. John three sixteen. The Bible say. So God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. God is love. The reason God sent Jesus into the world two thousand plus years ago, the first Christmas, because God loves us, and God is love. Everyone say God is love. It is His character. He doesn't have love. He is love, and is unconditional love. Do you know that God created the whole universe? I don't know how big it is, but it's very big. The universe is big. God created the whole universe so that He can put a planet in the universe, so that He can make human race in that planet, so that He created you in the human race, so that the whole purpose of creating the universe, the planet, and the human race, and you and me, so that He. Can love you and me, and have a relationship with you and me. Do you know that you are the object of love? The whole universe was created so that we can live in this universe, and He can love us, and we can have relationship with us. Is it amazing? Every time I look in the sky, wow! God created all of these things so that I can be here, and He can love me. Your heartbeat still. Going pump, 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 pump inside. You still breathing, because God want to love you. God want to show love to you. You are the object of love in the universe. Amen. I want to encourage you. How many people have bad days in your life? Bad days. I have some bad days. How many people have, have people have good days? How many people feel good one day and feel bad one day? Yes. So no matter what, either bad days or good days. No matter how you feel, feel good or feel bad, God still loves you the same. Whether you feel deserve to be loved or not, He still loves you. Why? His love for you is not based on what you do. His love for you is based on who He is. I want to tell you the good news that you cannot make God stop loving you. No matter what you do. You cannot make God stop loving you. He loved you unconditionally, amen. And this is the good news. That's why we rejoice, amen. He make it clear, and not only that, he make it clear when Jesus came into the world, and he want to tell you that this is how much he loved you. How much he loved you. He loved you this much by putting his arm on the cross, being crucified. And say, I loved you so much that I died for you, so that you can have life. This is how much He loved you. He just put His arms and hands on the cross, 
And if you can be confident that God loves you, you will live this life with joy all the time. No matter what other people think about you, may people may reject you, people may not like you. You don't care anymore, because I know you know that God loves you. Amen. Not only God loves you. Thank God. God is not somewhere in the sky, somewhere on the shelf. Before I became a Christian, my God was on the shelf at home. So when I walk out. My small G God still at home, but I went by myself. But thank God, the Bible say, "I will never leave you, and I will never abandon you." God is with us all the time, no matter how we feel. Some people may feel the presence of God, but whether you feel it or not, God make your life His tabernacle. Once you accept Jesus Christ into your life, He is inside you. Thank God, when Jesus said it is finished, the veil in the temple was torn from the top to the bottom, and the presence of God came out from the holy of holies, and now dwell on the inside of all of us. So we can go anywhere in the world with the presence of God on the inside of us. And actually, the name of Jesus is Emmanuel, mean God is with us. Before I flew to Indonesia, Pastor Da was very concerned. Because the news about Indonesia is that Christian pastor have head chopped off and burned the house, and kind of scary to go to the another country where people abuse and persecute the Christians. But on the airplane, God said, "Don't worry, I am with you. I will protect you. I never abandoned you." How many people have been abandoned in your life? How many people have been rejected and deserted? Maybe you have a nice boyfriend. And one day he just say bye bye. Maybe you are married, and then one day you are rejected and say, you know, I don't want you anymore. I'm leaving. You may be rejected, but I want to tell you that God will never reject you. He will be with you in the good time and in the bad time. Amen. God knows that you need Him. It's interesting when God created Adam. He said it's not good for the man to be alone. Yes, a lot of people interpret this scripture as. You need to have a wife. Yes, it's good to be married, but when God said you should not be alone, it's not only about having a wife, but it's mean I gonna be with you and I gonna help you to bring somebody to be around you. I believe that everyone in this room have faced rejection, have faced being abandoned. When I graduate from high school, all of my friends in the high school rejected me. They hated me. Because I was not a nice guy, I was a very arrogant man. He, they all rejected me. And when you become a pastor, you get rejection all the time. You nice to people, and then they just say bye bye, and you feel oh another rejection. You feel abandoned again. People leave, and people just bye bye to you. So you feel that all the time. But thank God, number one, no matter what other people do, I just wrote on the Facebook two days ago. I say my joy is not in the things of the world. Because in the things of the world and the people in the world are not lasting. They come and go. They come and go. Things come and go. But only person that will stay with me forever is God. And I want to have my joy based on my relationship with God, not on with human being or on my material things. Amen. And not only that, thank God. Not only that, He is with me, but He know that I need. Friends, so he sent people who are so committed and so loyal and so faithful to be around me in a time of my hardships that they will come and say, "Pastor Lau, don't worry, we're gonna stay with you and we're gonna help you to the end." Amen. 
I want to encourage you. God loves you, and God will be with you, bad time and good time. In year 2010, you don't have to face all the problem by yourself. He is with you, Amen. And He's gonna help you. You don't have to fear anymore. The presence of God get the fear out of your heart, get the worry out, get the anxiety out, because you know that the God of the universe is with you, and He's gonna help you. He is also for you. If God is for you, who can be against you? Everyone say, God love me. God is with me. And God is for me. You don't need to be lonely. God is for you. Amen. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 3, verse 17, God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. Praise God. He is on our side. God is on our side. God is not against us. God wants us to win. God wants us to be the victor, not the victim. God wants us to be successful. God wants us to be strong and be the head, not the tail. God is for us. Thank God. A lot of people are afraid of God. They are afraid of God. When we talk about God, oh, I don't want to talk about God. When the Holy Spirit is moving, people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. But if people realize that God is for them, He wants to come and bless them. You know the reason why people are afraid of God because of guilt? They don't even know that the sin in the inside, the guilt on the inside, they feel that, wow, if God show up, I may be scolded by God. God will condemn me. God will scold at me. God will spank me and give me a hard time. God will really remind me of what wrong I have done in my life. God will remind me of my weaknesses. No, God is not that type of person. God may tell you the truth, but He will not scold you. He will not condemn you. He come to save you and to help you. Amen? Amen. Let's give hand to God. Praise God. He's not against us. He's for us. Thank God. The God of the whole universe is on our side. Amen? No matter where you go, He's on your side. That's why you can have confidence. We don't have to worry about being condemned by God. We can have confidence wherever we go, God's going to be on our side. God's going to help us in our job, help us in our school. He will help us in our examination at school. He is on our side. And the same way as God does not condemn, we should not have a condition called ministry of condemnation. A lot of times people have a ministry of condemnation. Everywhere they go, they spend time finding fault with people. What they do wrong, what they say wrong, what is his accent, why he say that. That is the way he say wrong thing in English. That is the ministry of condemnation. We should have a ministry of love and encouragement. Everywhere we go, we should not condemn people, but we should point finger to the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. As a pastor... One thing God speaks to me. When I see some sin and weaknesses of member, I have two ways. Number one, go and score at them and say, you're bad. You're a bad member. You're a bad Christian. You can do that. But God said, that's not the right way. i rather take that person to have relationship with Christ. Lead them to have a really deep relationship with Christ and the sin will eventually disappear. The bad habit will disappear because Christ come in and save them 
from their own weaknesses, from their own bondage, from their sinful habit. If they have relationship with Christ, they will be changed for sure. Amen. By the power of God. Amen. You notice that the angel said, "Don't be afraid." If you study the Bible, you find that the word "fear not" and "don't be afraid" were mentioned in the Bible 365 times. What does it mean? Get the message every single day. Don't be afraid, because number one, I love you. Number two, I am with you. Three, I am for you. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Amen. Everyone say, God loves me. God is with me, and God is for me. Amen. That's the first announcement. Looking at the second announcement in the Bible at the first Christmas in Luke chapter two, verses thirteen to fourteen. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men." Everyone say peace toward all men, peace on earth. The second thing about Christmas is peace. God sent Jesus Christ. The Prince of Peace into the world, so the world will have peace. Amen. And that peace you cannot buy with money. What does it mean, peace? Peace means good relationship. A lot of people get married, and they thought, "Wow, if I can have a wife, I can have heaven in my home." But actually, it end up to be hell because they have bad relationship. They don't want to go home. Or maybe you marry a man, or he look handsome, but when you marry him in, oh, he's worse than King Kong. <sighs> he just abuse me. He just spend my money. He put me in debt all the time. Bad relationship is like hell. No peace. But God want to give us peace, and peace come when you have reconciliation. A husband and wife reconcile. You have peace when. The father and the son reconcile. You have peace. When friend in the church reconcile, you have peace. Peace come with reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. Where do you need peace right now? Maybe you have problem with your brothers from the same family. Maybe you have problem with your wife or your husband. You need peace in your home. God want to bring that peace back to you in your home. Amen. Maybe you have problem with your boss. You don't have peace at work. God want to bring that reconciliation back. But in order to get that, listen carefully. God say, whole world want peace. In order for the whole world to have peace, we need to have peace in the nations. In order to have peace in the nations, you need to have peace in the communities. In order to have peace in the communities, you need to have peace in the families. And in order to have peace in the families, you need to have peace in the individuals. And in order to have peace in the individuals, those individuals need to have the prince of peace on the inside of them. Amen. The key for America is not politics. It's not fighting in the politics. The key to the U.S. The key to any nation is to bring Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to the heart of people. That's why I don't want to get involved in politics. It's a waste of my time. I want to bring Jesus to the heart of people. 
I want to bring the Prince of Peace to the family in the church, and then peace will come. Amen. Now, when we talk about peace, there are three levels of peace, and you need to get the first one, and then you can get the second one, and then you get the third one. Without the first kind of peace, you will not get the second kind of peace, and without the first and second, you will not get the third kind of peace. What is the first kind of peace that you get in Christmas? Peace with God. You need to have peace with God. That's why I always say, "Happy wife, happy life." And I think Pastor Dad think the same way. Happy husband, happy family. I need to have peace. Wow, some woman around here smile. Happy wife, happy life. I need to have peace with my wife. We live in the same house. Otherwise, no peace in the house. <laughs> so the same thing. We are living in the world of God. This world, this universe, belong to God. And if we don't have peace with God, I can guarantee you will not be happy. You need to have peace with God first. That's the first level. In Romans chapter five, verse one, the Bible say, "Now that we have." Put right with God, mean have peace with God, become righteous through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is a bridge over troubled water. He is a bridge, or he is a reconciler. He is a peacemaker that brings us back to have peace with God. Anytime you say, "God, I don't care what you say in the Bible." I don't care what you tell me to do. I run my own life. I am my own boss. I'm gonna do whatever I want. I don't care what you say. Do you know that you are at war with God? God is not at war with you, but you end up to be the enemy of God. And I can guarantee that if you live your life that way, to do your own things, you don't care what God says, you don't want to please God, you will never have peace in your life because you don't have peace with God. And if you cannot have peace with God, you will never have peace on the inside of you. Something wrong inside. That's why we need to make the decision to let Jesus to become our master, our God, and have peace with Him through faith. Amen. The word faith doesn't mean just yes, yes, I believe. A lot of people have the Greek concept. I have faith means yes, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. The word faith in the Hebrew concept means. I commit. I commit to Jesus. I cannot follow Him. That's why He say, "You cannot be my disciple if you don't deny yourself, carry the cross, and follow Me." That is a concept of Jesus about faith. You deny yourself. I cannot follow you. I cannot obey you, no matter what I feel. And then you can have peace with God. Amen. And that peace will bring to the second kind of peace, the peace of God on the inside you. I want to tell you, money cannot give you true peace. Relationship with human being cannot give you peace. Sometimes you think the glass is greener on the other side. You think that oh, I, if I can get this new relationship, I'm gonna have more peace. I can guarantee in a few months you're gonna find there's something else going on. You will not have peace. And then you keep going and going, find a new one, find a new job, find a new boss, find a new wife, and find a new husband. You not have peace. Nothing else can give you the true peace on the inside of you, except 
your relationship with God. You notice a lot of people are very easily angry. A lot of people are very down, very stressful, no peace at all. Everywhere they go, I notice in the society here, a lot of people cannot smile. Very stressful, very angry. No peace, no happiness at all. You know why? Because they don't have relationship with God on the inside of them. They cannot even laugh. They cannot even smile. Life is good. Joy to the world. The Savior come. No peace, no joy. Why? Because if you check carefully, they don't really have relationship with God. They live their own life. They lead their own life. They don't even care what God say. But once you have the peace of God through His that relationship through faith, then you're not easily angry anymore. In my office, I laugh all the time. Yesterday, I performed surgery. I was thinking. I was laughing a little bit. I don't want to laugh too loud. Because people think that I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, actually, why I laugh is I think you heard a little bit, Truman. I just, <laughs> I was thinking about my wife yesterday. While I was performing surgery at Overlake. I was thinking, wow, she's shopping right now. <laughs> she's shopping right now for the member of the church. She just have the long list of gifts for people. And I was laughing because the Holy Spirit tell me, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Thank God for our generous wife who want to give. Amen. So I was laughing, having good time, having peace. It's hard for people to get me mad. When the patient says something, this morning the patient was apologizing to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I was so rude to you on last admission. I was so mean to you. I said, really? I, I didn't feel it. I mean, you tell me I didn't feel that you were rude to me because I have peace in the inside that no one can steal from me. It doesn't matter what outside happened. I still have peace because I have peace with God. When you have that relationship with God, God is going to give you more love, more peace. Your heart is going to be filled with joy. It doesn't matter what happened around you. You can still smile. Things doesn't get on your nerve easily anymore. Nothing will Bug you, will bother you like in the past. Sometimes some people very like, bother me. Everything is, the house is unclean enough. The, the food is too, too salty. Everything is so bad all the time because they don't have peace. But if you have peace, everything good. Food is good. Thank you for the house even though a little bit untidy and a lot of stuff on the floor. That's okay. I have house to leave. A lot of people out there live on the street. Thank God for the house. Or you say, oh, my wife doesn't clean up enough in the kitchen. Well, thank God at least you have wife. A lot of people don't have wife. They try to find a, a, a woman. They couldn't find a woman. So don't complain. You should have peace. Amen. <laughs> the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen. The peace of God. 
beyond your comprehension. Amen. You have two ways when you face problem. Either you pray, you you panic, or you worry or you worship. I recommend you, instead of worry, you should worship. Instead of panic, being panicky, you should pray, and the peace of God will come in. Amen. I learned this lesson lately. When I face problem, I'm not gonna panic. I'm gonna pray and just leave it to God, and God will take care. Thank God, Amen. And you can walk around with a big smile all the time, Amen, Amen, Hallelujah. Don't worry about anything. I tell you, worry will not change anything in your life. Make it worse. But prayer and worshiping God will change the circumstances for you. If you pray, something gonna happen. Good thing gonna happen. And when you worship God, you're gonna have victory. Instead of being panicky or complaining, you should worship and pray to God. So that's number two. If you have peace with God, you're going to have peace on the inside of you that money cannot buy. And the third level of peace, peace with other people, relational. A lot of people don't have good relationship with other people because they are mad at themselves. They're mad at the situation all the time. Sometimes when people give you a hard time, I want to tell you, You know, the people give you a hard time because they have problems on the inside of them. So they have to just throw to somebody. If I'm not happy, you're not going to be happy with me. I'm not happy, you're not going to be happy. I'm going to make everyone unhappy because I'm not happy. That's what happened to people. But if you have peace, you will not be troublemakers. You will be peacemakers. How can you make peace if you don't even have peace on the inside of you? Think about it. You cannot give to people what you don't have. So I want to encourage you: have relationship with God, be at peace with God, have peace on the inside of you, and then you can be peacemaker. The Bible says in Matthew chapter five verse nine, "Blessed are the peacemakers." How many people want to be blessed? I want to be blessed. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Amen. Have the peacemaker spirit in the house, in your church. In your office, you make a decision. I'm going to be a peacemaker, not troublemakers. I will not make trouble to my wife and my husband. I will not make trouble to my kids. I will make peace. Amen. You will go around complimenting people instead of condemning people. You will go around and loving people instead of hating people. You are the peacemaker. Think about this: God give grace to you. You don't deserve the death of Jesus Christ. Why don't this Christmas you give grace to people around you? Some of you may be mad at somebody. They hurt your feeling many many years ago. Sometimes we live in the past. Maybe your wife, your husband hurt you. Maybe your friend in the church hurt you in the past, and you just keep that bitterness on the inside of you, and you live in the past. Then you are unhappy either. Let it go, and say, God, as you give grace to me, I'm gonna give grace to those people. I will make peace with them. This is a good time. I noticed that some family Christmas time is the most stressful time of the year because all the brother and sister have to come to the parents' home, and they don't like the, that brother. I don't like that sister. I don't like that in-law. 
So when they come to dinner together, they sit there and eat. So instead of being a peaceful time, it's being a very stressful time. Because that in-law hurt my feeling 10 years ago. That's what happened. I think Christmas should be the time that, honey, you know, I know that we have problem. We have some, some fallout, some setback many years ago. Why don't we forgive each other? Why don't we hug each other? Now we're going to have peace. I love you. As God showed grace to me, I'm going to show grace to you. I forgive you. Why don't we do that in Christmas time? Amen? And then you can have more peace on the inside of you. And you cannot do that. I tell you, it's so hard to forgive people who hurt you. It's very difficult. And I talk like this because I understand I myself have a hard time loving people who hurt my feeling too. I'm human. But only person that can fill your heart with love and grace and mercy and forgiveness is Jesus Christ. Only Jesus can make you forgive other people. When you have the understanding of how much God forgives you, then you can forgive other people. A few days ago, Pastor Da and I met a couple who hurt our feelings so badly. So badly. Talk bad about us. Make us look like bad reputation. But we met them out of the blue. And you know, it's interesting. I and Pastor Da, I don't know why we love them. But we forget out all that hurt. And we look at each other's eyes and then how come we just, we just walk to them and talk to them and show love to them and I know because of Jesus. Oh, I tell you, if I am not a Christian, if I don't have a relationship with Christ, I was going to think about jump kick, side kick, <laughs> flying kick. <laughs> Straight punch, this punch. I used to be a taekwondo, third degree black belt, Korean taekwondo, martial art. So I always think about all these things, jump kick, side kick, round kick. But now when I walk in, I want to kick them with love. The love of Jesus Christ. Amen? You cannot do that without Jesus Christ. That's why Christmas is a good time to remind ourselves that number one is a time of joy and party. Party, party, party. Because God loves us. Because God is with us. He never forsakes us. Even though the whole world rejects us, God still loves us. Every time I feel rejected, God say to me, what's a big deal? I loved you. People may reject you, but I still loved you. And God is for me. God wants to bless me. And not only that, Christmas is a time to remind each other. It's about peace and goodwill to all men. And I need to check my own heart whether I have peace with God or not myself. If I have peace with God, I obey Him, loving Him, fear Him, do whatever He tells me to do, then I can have the peace of God on the inside of me. And then I can be the peacemaker. Everywhere I go, my office, the hospital, operating room, I will bring peace into that air, that community because I am a peacemaker. I have peace on the inside of me. Amen? So I want to remind you today two things, celebration and reconciliation. It's a message of Christmas. And today, 
God wants you to come back to Him and say, "God, I need this. I need the joy in my heart. I need the peace in my heart. I want to give my life to You." Let me ask this question: Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? He was born 2,000 years ago, and we are celebrating Christmas. Is He the Lord of your life, or you still run your own life and you do your own things? I want to encourage you to not run your own life. Let He become your master, become your Lord and Savior. And all these things that I mentioned, six things today: God loves you, God is with you, God is for you. You have peace with God. You have peace on the inside of you, and you become a peacemaker. Will belong to you through Jesus Christ. How many people say, "God, today, I want to make a decision that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I'm not going to run my own life anymore. I'm going to obey you, make you happy." How many people want to do that? Raise your hand up. Raise your hand. Hi, hi. Say, God, you are my Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Should we pray together and ask the Lord to be the Lord of your life and have peace with God? Amen. Let's close our eyes and bow down in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for the first Christmas. And we are in the season of Christmas right now. We thank you, Lord. But that through Jesus Christ, we see your love, your acceptance, your goodwill for us, your good plan for our life. You are for us, Lord. You love us, and you also are with us, Lord. We thank you, Father. That through Jesus Christ, I can have peace with you, and then I can have the peace of God—not the peace of the world, but the peace of heaven inside my heart. And I want to become a peacemaker, Lord Jesus. Today, I confess with my mouth again. And I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead on the third day. I commit my life to you. You are my Lord and my Savior. I will do what you say. I will obey you. I want to follow you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're wonderful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are the guest of honor in this house, in my house, my life. You live in my life, Lord Jesus. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up and sing this song together, and then we can have lunch. Amen. Joy to me.
Thank you for the brothers and sisters. Thank you for the word of encouragement from one another. We pray, Father, you bless this meal, that we all will fellowship. You like the banquet. You like the party. Today we're gonna have a party here, a banquet to celebrate the love of Jesus Christ. Bless everyone in this room, Father. No one is sick in this house. No one is poor in this house. That pay off, Lord. All the good things from heaven. All the blessing of heaven overtake them, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's have a party. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We hope this message has brought you joy and peace this Christmas season. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. And Merry Christmas. Stars that shone that fateful night.
Christ the King.